Welcome to Camp Pearls. It's a good day to have a great day podcast. Be sure to join us for weekly episodes. Now, here's Brother Don. Have you ever tried to put together a 1,000-piece puzzle? You spread the pieces all out on the table. You get all 999 pieces together, and you're missing one piece. What do you do? Hi, everyone. This is Don Barrett at Count Pearl Ministries, hoping you're having a great day on this good day. The last time we met, we talked about peace, and we mentioned it from its use in the Old Testament. That favorite expression among the Hebrews, shalom alechim, means peace unto you. It was used both as a greeting when you first met someone and then when you departed from them, you would say again, Shalom Alechim. And then they would say, Alechim, Shalom, unto you, peace. We discovered that that Old Testament concept really wasn't the absence of conflict, but more so the presence of contentment. It was a sense of wholeness in your body and soul and spirit. The Bible says that God will keep us in perfect peace. The one whose mind is stayed upon God because we trust him. Isaiah 26, 3. So the Old Testament concept of peace meant a sense of wholeness and well-being and was used regularly as a greeting and as a farewell. In the New Testament, it's not shalom, alechim, but the Greek word erene means a sense of when you have it all together. That's the idea of what peace means in the New Testament. Both in the Old and New Testaments, the word or its concept and its its cousin words are used 429 times, at least in the old King James Version. So peace is a popular subject, both in the Old and New Testaments. As we consider its meaning in the New Testament, I just have a couple of questions that would ask of you today, and you think about that as we consider these questions. Number one, where do you find peace in the New Testament? If that question were posed to you, what would your response be? Well, it's interesting that the Apostle Paul mentions in his letter to the Ephesians as he writes about the church as a whole, where Jew and Gentile are brought together in this one body, this mystery that was not spoken of in the Old Testament, but has now been revealed by God to Paul in the New Testament. He says in Ephesians 2 and verse 14 that he, Jesus, himself is our peace. So where do you find peace? Well, it's not so much where, but it's really found in who, and that is in Jesus Christ himself. He is the one who tore that middle wall of partition down between the Jews and the non-Jews, the Gentiles. 
There was an actual wall in the temple area, and it was very well known that a Gentile not go past that wall, for there would be immediate consequences to that. But the Lord Jesus tore that wall down because he himself is our peace. That's where you find peace. But how do you find peace? Well, the Lord Jesus says himself in John chapter 16 and verse 33. In John 16, 33, he says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. Wow. What a great concept. In me. So this whole idea of being in Jesus who is our peace, and us being in him is where peace can really be found. That's when you can truthfully say, well, I've got it all together now because I am in Christ and Christ is in me. But how would you define peace? Well, I love what Jesus says in John fourteen twenty seven. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, speaking to his disciples as he is getting ready for his cross experience and his departure from them into heaven. Peace I leave with you. And then he defines it, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he would define his peace as the opposite of the world's peace. So maybe a good definition of his kind of peace would be understood in the light of how the world defines peace. Well, the world defines peace really as a sense of absence of conflict. When when everyone has it together, when everyone, well, in, everyone is at peace, right? I mean, we have gone to these beauty pageants, and whenever a contestant is asked a question, what would be your greatest wish? Well, a good contestant always answers it, I wish for world peace. Someone has made the statement, you know, I would like to wake up one morning and hear that there is world peace. Well, the world would define peace as the absence of conflict where there is no longer war, where disagreements are settled, where people can get along. But Jesus says just really the opposite of that. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. His peace really is an inner peace. Quite frankly, in the midst of chaos, there can genuinely be a sense of cosmos, of organization, of things being put together, of life being as it should be. The Apostle Paul, when his writing to several of his New Testament epistles, were written from a prison cell. Now, that's not very good circumstances, you would agree with me. But yet, he had this sense of peace. As a matter of fact, he was more joyful inside that prison and more at peace inside that prison than many of those to whom he was writing who were not imprisoned. 
So the kind of peace that Jesus gives is the antithesis of the world's peace, not just the absence of conflict, but the presence of his genuine contentment when he lives his life to the fullest in you. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5 as he tells us how not to find peace with God. It's not found by doing a good work or by keeping some sort of ordinance or sacrament, but rather it's found by faith. He says it clearly in Romans 5 and verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who establishes peace for us. So in one sense, we can say, as we have spoken before on these podcasts, that there is a sense of positional peace, and then there's also a sense of practical peace. Positional peace is seen in my justification. That's that Romans 5.1 text. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. But the practical peace is the kind of peace that I need on a day-to-day basis. As I live my life in this world of turmoil, where things are chaotic and turned upside down, there are moments when I just need to know, God, I need not just peace with you, that's been established, but I want to enjoy peace from you. The peace of God that passes all understanding, Paul would write in Philippians 4 and verse 7. Is that really possible? Well, he surely would not have told us it were possible if that were not the case. It is true. We can have peace, not just with God, but enjoy peace from and of God on a moment-by-moment basis. I once asked my doctor friend, how many of your patients come to see you that actually have a physical problem that you could see or touch or actually deal with? He thought for a moment and he said, you would be surprised. He thought perhaps that the majority of patients come just with a sense of not feeling well without trying to define exactly what it was. And so oftentimes he would just spend time talking to them about what's going on in their life. I could wrap it up by saying in one sense, these folks just didn't have peace. And that's what they were longing for. The world tries to find peace in a sense of a prescription, maybe a pill or maybe a drink or something that would provide some sense of numbing the pain or causing you to forget about your circumstances. But that's not what the Bible says that peace really is. Peace can be right in the midst of some of the most difficult circumstances that you may ever face. I remember speaking to a lady once who dreaded the thought of losing her husband who had a heart condition that really was irreversible. In fact, the only help for him would have been a heart transplant and his body had already deteriorated to the point that he could not have that transplant. She confided in me that she just really didn't know if she would be able to handle his death. 
I remember getting the phone call one day that he had passed away, and on my way to their home, I tried to prepare myself as to what I would tell her and try to share Scripture with her and try to let her know of God's presence and the peace that he can provide in the middle of that very dire circumstance. When I rang the doorbell, she opened the door wide open with a smile on her face. Yeah, there were tears down her cheeks, but a smile on her face. And she even said to me, I actually feel somewhat guilty about the peace that I have. I said, my dear sister, you don't need to feel guilty about God's grace. That's what he provides. He provides that peace right in the middle of our storms. So my question for you today is, are you enjoying that kind of peace? That peace that we have with God by trusting Jesus as your Savior? And I hope that you have done that. If not, there is no better time than now. You put your faith in Jesus to remove your sin barrier. I promise you, you're going to have peace with God. God says so. And then, dear child of God, are you enjoying that peace that the Lord Jesus promised his disciples after he would leave them that they could enjoy peace from him? Is that a daily experience of yours? If not, it really can be. Do you remember that puzzle that I started out with today, the thousand-piece puzzle, and you put it all together, 999 pieces, and you're just missing one, what do you do? Do you just say, well, so much for that, and go find another puzzle, or do you turn the room upside down until you find that one final piece? Because you recognize that until that one final piece is placed in that puzzle, the picture is just not quite complete. In other words, you just don't have it all together. Well, that's what peace does. Peace is that composite picture, the complete picture, the one that is full and whole and readily seen. It's a beautiful picture. Is your life peaceful? Is your life thankful? Well, it can be, and I hope today that you are enjoying that peace that the Lord Jesus gives and that God promises on a day-by-day basis. It's yours. It's available for you today. Peace. When you have it all together, I can assure you, you're making this good day into a great one. Let me pray with you. Father, how thankful I am that you give us peace. It's not theoretical. It's not something that I could wish for, but it is a present reality. It's something that we can actually possess and practice on a regular basis. It's my prayer that everyone hearing my voice would be enjoying that day by day, enjoying that perfect peace that you want for your children. So that's my prayer today, that everyone will have peace with God by trusting Jesus as their Savior. 
and that they would enjoy peace of God and from God as they seek to walk with you by keeping their eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. So that we could be able to say, Shalom Alechim, peace unto you. That's my prayer with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We would love for you to share this with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Camp Pearl Ministries or to help support this podcast and other gospel outreach, visit us online at camppearl.com. We pray you have a great day today, right now, in the life only Jesus can give.